everybody. We're the Whip Stitch Sallies. We are from Central Indiana, kind of all spread out there. Uh, we're super excited to be playing today. First song we're going to do is uh, a song written by Ola Bell Reed, and lots of people have done it over the years, but it's one of my favorite bluegrass old-time standards. It's called High on a Mountaintop. <coughs>
All right. Well, this next song is a song that we wrote and have recorded. It's called Got Me a Letter. Uh, being a girl band and being a bluegrass and country type band, a lot of a lot of people ask us to cover Jolene by Dolly Parton, which is a fantastic song. But I know my mom would be real ticked off if I was singing about a, a guy who was cheating on me and pining away for him and wishing he would come back. So we kind of wrote the opposite song of that, thinking about uh, the lady who got the letter. <laughs>
just boys play with your heart if you give them a choice. I play them right back, my heart's made of steel. I wish you were me, cause I got a bad Flats. Okay, that's cool. Well, this one's about an actual place in Tennessee called Piney Flats, Tennessee. And although it it doesn't sound like when it first starts, it's kind of about hanging out, chilling, and slowing your <laughs> speed of life down. <laughs> I think we tried some uh, artistic interpretation with the beginning. It yeah. starts off. It's all about us driving down and going on tour in Tennessee, so we fight our way through awful traffic in Louisville on 65, and <laughs> everything's true. awful, so um, I don't know if it works, but we tried to do an, an introduction that kind of mimics that racing down the highway and then getting to your destination and getting to chill out and slow down. <laughs> we'll see if it comes through. <laughs> all right, you ready? Yeah. on the wooden floor Keys 
on the table, car in the shade. Fix me a whiskey and lemonade. change tunings here. Got another song for you on the banjo. It's kind of fun. We like to um, mix up old style banjo. It's called claw hammer style. It's a real uh, traditional style. I love it when Allie's playing claw hammer style banjo and I'm doing these crazy uh, like uh, punk rock power chords. We call it uh, old time punk sometimes. So this is another one of those songs. It's called Endless in the Lowlands. And uh, it's kind of our creepy, creepy mountain song. <laughs> it's a good description. <laughs> Shadows, it's worn in my mind, but I find you know 
Thanks for hanging out with Thank us you. today. Thanks for watching and listening. We're the Whip Stitch Sallies. <laughs> I'm Katie. I play violin mostly and vocals. I'm Allie. I'm Sam. Uh, our website is thewhipstitchsallies.com, and we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reverb Nation, YouTube, <laughs> Spotify. The list continues. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for having Thank us. Thank you so much yeah, for having us. Well, welcome to our small studio session today. We are with the Whip Stitch Sallies, and three of the Whip Stitch Sallies are here. We have a, a missing Whip Stitch Sally here, ladies. Uh, but but let's go around and everybody introduce themselves and tell us what instrument you play. Yeah, my name is Sam, and I play the mandolin and switch off to guitar sometimes too. My name is Katie, and I play the fiddle. I'm Allie. I play guitar, banjo, and harmonica. And Kit is missing. Cat. Cat is missing. Yeah. Kit Cat. I always would have, one or the other. Cat <laughs> plays upright bass and, well, we all sing also. What is a whip stitch, Sally? <laughs> Do you mean in the esoteric sense or in the, uh, <laughs> the sense of the, the name itself? Let's have both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think what it, what it means to be a whip stitch, Sally, is, uh, I don't know. We, we really just like to have fun. You know, we like to make good music and we love to play live shows, but... Uh, we really just like to get out and have fun, and with it's e even if it's not in front of an audience and it's just us at rehearsal, either way, we're we're rocking it out and having fun. <laughs> and that's kind of how you guys got together. I know Allie and Sam, you were kind of friends and making your own music, and kind of decided to take it from there. That's right. I met Sam when we worked at a camp together, playing guitars around the bonfire for the children, <laughs> and. Um, it turned out from there that we had similar tastes in music to a degree, to a degree, and started exploring bluegrass a little bit together, and um, it, it has evolved quite a bit since that time. Yep, <laughs> yep. We started out um, just desperate for any, any sort of bluegrassy thing that we could listen to, and we listened far and wide, and we learned lots of songs on our own and kind of honed in on what we liked and what we thought our style should be from there. Why bluegrass? Well, that's a good question. For me, um, I always studied music in school and more classical style orchestra, and um, I kind of took a break from it because I studied art in college, but my friends got me into this style of music, and it's it's very social, 
Uh, you don't read music off a page. So you're making things up. It's just using a different aspect of your creativity as a musician. And that's really what attracted me to it. And when it becomes social, it's kind of like, hey, guys, let's get together, have a party, let's jam. So you get this opportunity to keep up your chops and play regularly. And Kate, you spent some time in Hawaii. And that kind of sounds a little bit like the, the Hawaiian music culture as well. Yeah, um, well, I learned a little bit about Hawaii music, but I also had some uh, musical big brothers or musical fathers there uh, who were in their 50s and 60s who were big fans of the Grateful Dead. Or one guy, he was from New York, and he knew a lot about jazz. So I had all these musical mentors who had uh, all kinds of songs in their head to share with me when I got there. I was just fresh to all of it, so I learned a lot of music through them. And tell me about the, the, the writing process. Do you guys write your own music as much as you can or just kind of find things that you like to play? We definitely do a mix. We started out doing uh, more traditional songs. That's another thing I think is cool about bluegrass is how some of the songs are so old, they're just called traditional because no one knows who even wrote them, you know, and there are lots of different variations of them. But there's also people who are writing it now. So um, we've definitely done a mix with traditionals done in our own style and then uh, covering other people's songs in our own style and trying to write our own based on things that we like. Um, And our process, I think, has changed a lot in the last few years. Um, We've done a lot of collaborative work in the past where somebody has some lyrics and somebody has, well, what if we did music like this for it and work together? That's how Endless in the Lowlands came about. Um, and that's really hard, you know, it's fun, but it's also really hard. So I'm thinking lately we're going a little more individual route where each of us works on our own stuff and gets it to maybe about 80, 85% done. However you want to judge that before bringing it to the group for arranging and refining. Well, bluegrass really is a culture in and of itself. And it is very much based on storytelling Mm -hmm. and that whole Americana uh, type of, of lifestyle of growing up with people, interacting with people, and taking that and putting it into music. Yeah, I'm I'm lucky enough to live in Brown County, Indiana, and uh, the the musical culture there it's just awesome to live there. So, I mean, I could go to a jam every night of the week if I wanted to, and uh, my boyfriend and I host an open mic every Wednesday at one of the local places in town, and. It's definitely a culture there. If, if you're getting together with people, you you call up your friends and you say, "Hey, you want you want to go pick?" or "We're picking tonight," or <laughs> "Who's around picking tonight?" You know, or "Whose house are we at tonight?" or "Which place are we going to?" And it's it's a culture. That's just what we do. It's it's great. <laughs> now, are you able to make a living just as musicians? <laughs> Silence. Uh, Radio. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on how you define musicians. I mean, we if you can. Uh, do a combination. I'm I'm teaching music and being a musician right now, so that's kind of cool. It relates more, but we all have a lot of side jobs, and you go through seasons of. Sometimes we have three jobs at once, and sometimes we're just doing our music. So, is the hope to just be able to do the music full time all the time? I know you guys have started traveling a lot more and and playing a lot more festivals and really branching out around the country. It's hard to get there, and there it's hard to know what steps to take. It's not a linear path. Um, and so would that be a goal? Yeah, but maybe also just for a certain amount of time, you know, because that's something we've been talking about a lot lately too is, you know, our lives are, we can play music our whole life, but to what degree? And so 
I think it'd be cool to do music to a an extreme degree where we're uh, that's our main thing and we're traveling around but maybe put a oh maybe just two or three year limit on it at least for starters for peace of mind (laughs) (laughs) what are the pros and cons of being an all-girl band oh wow that's a good question Uh, it's easy to be um, pigeonholed or you sound like this or uh, it's also like if a person isn't familiar with the genre as much they definitely say like oh you sound like Alison Krauss which is a great compliment but that's not necessarily our, you know, goal to sound like another band that's out there. So you, we're, we're a niche, but then it's great because people are attracted to it. The idea of, like, all-female group, it's really attractive, and people think, that's so cool that you guys are all doing this. And so we get fans who come up to us, and we're, they're inspired by that idea, and that's, that's always cool. Mm-hmm. I love when... Um People expect us to be like a quiet, sweet little group. You know, they, they see pictures and maybe expect us to do a lot of um, uh, really happy, upbeat songs. And I love it when we can uh, just blow that out of the water because we, we do a lot of uh, like really rocking songs. I know it's all acoustic, but um, I love it when that happens. <laughs> and And being acoustic has to have its own challenges and you really have to be quite skilled musicians to play effectively and you guys do that very well thank Thank you you. it is nice that it's portable we don't have to plug in our amplifiers we don't have a bass drum to figure out oh it has to go in the corner or something like that so it is nice to have it portable and um, there are challenges when it comes to amplification Um, you see pictures of older bluegrass acts or even some of the um, more mainstream bluegrass acts and they like to gather around one microphone for their live performances. And it looks so cool, you know, because they all lean in. But, you know, there's some secret sorcery that happens to make it look like there's just one microphone picking them up. It's more than that. And so we're kind of still uh, exploring those things. But that's why lately when we play, we have everybody on individual mics because it just it's easier to get the sound that we need. Now, growing up, were, were your parents supportive of your music? Did you all know early on, or did uh, Sam's laughing? Uh oh. <laughs> well, when um, were you born a whipstitch Sally, yeah. or is it something <laughs> my, that you my, um, <laughs> I do not come from a musical family at all, and I don't think I'll offend my parents by saying that. But um, my parents took me, I think, on my eleventh birthday because I had been begging for a guitar for years. So we went to go pick out this guitar for my birthday, and my mom says. I'll get you this guitar for your birthday, but I don't want you to grow up and drive around in a van and play at CD bars. You have to promise me that, and I'll get you you, you this guitar if you promise me that. So I guess I shattered her expectations. But <laughs> We drive around in a Jeep mostly. We drive around so. in a Jeep, yes. Okay. So, and, and we don't always play CD bars. No. Yeah. We play Sometimes. a lot of nice places. <laughs> right. <laughs> but what, what would you say to, to young girls, young women, that – that do love music and do want to, to make their own sound and do want to pursue it and not just put it aside or, or, or there's nothing wrong with just teaching it, but to be able to teach it, but also be able per- to perform as mm-hmm. well. I say it takes a um, deliberate intention, make it a priority and design your life around it. Um, that's kind of what I've been doing. Uh, from the outside, it could look like delaying adulthood. I mean, women have lots of uh, <laughs> conventional responsibilities, but making it a priority in your life and fitting things around that. And then also don't be afraid. Don't be intimidated by the guys. Like learn learn your material, be prepared, 
and you will impress. Well, Sam, Kate, Allie, and uh, thank you for joining us in our small studio today. And uh, we wish you the best of luck and continue to whip stitch Sallium <laughs> like you have been in the past. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.